Welcome to Emerge Dynamics. Emerge Dynamics. The podcast for those who manage and invest in middle market private companies across the globe. globe. We're telling the stories of the unsung champions who take enormous risks every day to weave the fabric of our societies. Those visionaries who serve our communities by delivering products and services to their customers in better ways than they could have otherwise had. Those who collectively, from the multi-trillion dollar largest market on the planet and create the jobs that feed more families than any other organization could ever hope to. We're diving into the dynamics of what makes these organizations thrive, what makes some of them emerge from their peers and create incredible returns and impact on their communities. This is Emerge Dynamics. Hey everybody, here we are again uh, at the Emerge Dynamics podcast, and today we're going to be talking about uh, our framework for strategic planning, and I'm saying strategic planning because I think that's what most people uh, understand. There's a term they're more familiar with, we like to call it dream planning. Dream planning. And there's some reasons for that. Um, And so... Let's kick off. I forgot to just introduce myself. I'm David Cusimano here with Eric Wingroder. Hi, folks. And um, we're actually recording this after we've done a couple of our dream planning um, modules or episodes. We're going back in time. We're going to release this chronologically before any of those episodes, but we thought we should go back and record just an overview of what in the world we're doing here. So... um, that's what we're doing today. We're going to cover just what this framework is, kind of the reasons a business would need to use that, use it, um, why you would do this, uh, and then the subsequent episodes will be each 20 to 30 minutes on each specific step. So Great. I think that listening to all this is going to give people a really good uh, understanding of what this is all about, why they should do it, and even, I think what they need if they want to try to start using this right away in their businesses. So um, so let's kick off, Eric. I guess I'm so tempted to just dive into the mechanics here, but let's, let's before we do, just talk about kind of a, a why um, we do this. As you know, we always like to talk about why. Why, that's right. And um, for me, I think we, we think about why I think we need to start with you know why the business is even there. In our in our module, our episode on mission and then vision, we're really going to dive into um, into the why the business is there. But I think right now, while we're still really high level, let's talk even about why, why do we do this? Right, right. Why why a business even exists? Right. <laughs> yeah. um, and and for me, one of the reasons I love doing what I do is. Is, is uh, it helps me understand when I can when I can uh, trying to get my words out when I can get my understanding of what, where a business sits in society and its role in society and the value it creates in society that helps me get a whole lot more excited about about optimizing businesses and helping them grow because I, I, I can then better connect you know me helping society my day-to-day work with how maybe I'm yeah. somehow making the society a better place right and you know so often business gets a bad rap right <laughs> um, and I yeah. think that's the fault of sometimes people who are not in business misunderstanding business it's probably also the fault of people in business <laughs> not, yeah. not understanding right. business or what they're doing or getting carried away with it's all about profit I've got to make money right um, that becomes their number one why 
Right, exactly. And they don't even understand what they're, what they're doing. They, they may even, while they're making that profit, be doing good things in society, but they don't even know. They don't even know and don't care. Um, and, and Exactly. <laughs> and, and so I think it's important to, to frame this properly. And what I see, um, you know, if, when we run our businesses properly, when we're properly ordered business people, we really spend every waking moment trying to understand what are the needs and wants of the people in our, in our community. Yes. It's really the ultimate service organization, right? Yes. I mean, we a business has to serve its people and do it well, or it, it goes will, out of business. It will go out of business, <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. it's, it's almost like the ultimate, we think about democracy, it's almost the ultimate democratizing institution <laughs> in that every customer gets a vote every day on if they like this business or not. Yes. And when the business starts to go off its rails and fails to realize what the purpose, I mean, what it's trying to do, customers will respond very quickly. Very quickly. Right. When governments go bananas, right, there might be an election cycle and you can get the person out in four years or eight years (laughs) or something, right? When a business goes nuts, it can disappear overnight. It's it's immediate (laughs) gratification or non-gratification. Absolutely. And I think about, you know, there's an example that I thought about uh, just yesterday, actually, that really helped me understand some of the purpose of business, business and society. I was a member of an organization called Entrepreneurs Organization. I was in their value accelerator program for smaller businesses, mm-hmm. you know, smaller businesses becoming bigger businesses. And I ended up, it just by coincidence, they were having their global um, conference in New Orleans, and so I got to go to this global conference, and I remember being in the back of the room and looking around and realizing, like, I can't believe these people let me in the door, right? There were people um, in their 20s with billion-dollar businesses, I mean, just unbelievable talent, and and I don't remember if it was a, one of the speakers or the president of the organization, but he got up and he said, there are so many problems and challenges in this world that need to be solved. And need solutions. Right? There's poverty. There's injustice. There's you know hunger. There's all sorts of problems. And he said, no other type of organization on the planet can respond to these challenges as well as a business. Business, right? And he says, and there's no group of people better equipped to meet these challenges than the people in this room. And I remember just that just struck me. I don't know if I hope it was as profound to everyone in the room as it was to me, but I remember thinking like, wow, like these people get it. They get why they're there, right? We're not. They're not. It was not a big meeting of you know successful business owners all like um, like Scrooge McDuck. Like, how can we screw somebody, <laughs> or how can we make our uh, our money vault bigger, right? But it's all right. about like these problems out there. And and the guy the guy speaking, he said like, there's no government. There's no. There's no other type of organization that can respond as quickly and effectively to what's going on to solve shortages, to solve issues than businesses. Right. And it's because we have this pricing framework. We have this pricing structure. We, our customers get to vote every day. We, we have to think, spend every waking moment thinking about how do we serve people better or we're done. We're done. (laughs) Right. Right. And, and we could debate, there's some good and bad about that. Some people, some people don't like that. They say, well, I don't, I don't want to be done if my customers don't like me. Right? I mean, that's another conversation, but um, that's how it is. And to me, it just, 
I see when I really think about the beauty of kind of a, like the natural law, the way this world operates, human behavior, and how markets kind of encapsulate all that, and how we can live within these markets to deliver value, that's just exciting for me. Yes. And yes. Um, that, that to me starts to say, so when we start diving into, okay, well, how do you compete better? How do you become more profitable? Right? We always need to think about, well, this is why. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's, it, David, it's in, in any type of, when you're, when you're educating yourself on something, you start with the theory. You start with the why at the end, you know, at, at the beginning. And then you, you start to peel back the onion mm-hmm. as you go. But if you don't, if you don't get that right at the beginning, it's, it's like you're off track. You mm-hmm. know, if you start, you start looking at the end game, so to speak, um, without understanding the why, mm-hmm. then you, you just go off track. And it's no different in a business. If, if, if you don't start with why am I here in the first place? Why do I exist? Um, and, and then start peeling that back, if you will. Now, how am I going to execute on that? Um, you know, you can just get off track. So, and we, we've seen that in, in plenty of businesses where ownership will get off track. Um, and eventually you will be penalized. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, you will be penalized. It, it, it could be tomorrow you're penalized. It could be three, four more years. Yes. But at some point, it's not going to work anymore. That's right. Right. That's right. So I, I think, you know, that's why this is so important as to, you know, why we, why we do this is to understand how the business works and what are necessarily, um, the, the, the tactical things that need to be done, but, but what are, the, what's the big picture, mm-hmm. uh, as well. And so, and make sure you put it in the right order and that you're not overemphasizing one or the other or, that you're, you're not making one and, uh, an end in themselves when they're means to ends as mm-hmm. opposed to ends in themselves. Um, and so I think what we're going to be talking about here is, uh, is exactly that, that, right. uh, uh, you know, making sure that we understand and put things in the right buckets and Absolutely. in the right order. Absolutely. hundred percent. Right. And, and so let's shift just a bit. We, we talked for just for a few minutes up till now about just kind of the societal reason for a business. But then when we talk about the individual business itself, that's where this framework starts to come into place. Where yes. it starts to say, okay, now this specific business, what's its why? Not the why of business itself, but this business. Right. Why is it here? Um, and so that's, and so the framework we're talking about, there are other frameworks out there. There are other good frameworks out there. What we really like and have used and just really have been able to create incredible value with is the MVOSTA yeah. structure. Yeah. And um, and let's, before I get into, or we get into what each of those things mean, M-V-O-S-T-A, let's first just talk about how this fits with how a lot of us maybe have thought about business. business right? Yeah. And I really love that, you know, if we think about the framework in, in terms of how we've maybe traditionally been taught how to increase the value of a business, um, there are, you know, there's enterprise value and then there's things that feed into enterprise value and there's things that most business owners understand really well, like revenue growth. If you want to increase the value of your business, a larger business is worth more than a smaller business. Usually we'll talk about that. There's some times <laughs> where that's not the case. All right. Um, but, um, and then margin, right? 
if you can reduce your costs, then that means with the same revenue, your costs go down, your profit goes up. That business usually has greater value. More, right? Yeah. I think most business owners get that. Right? They get the idea that if I can sell more stuff and if I can buy stuff cheaper, I'm increasing the value of my business. Right. And usually they're right. But I think they get their brains wrapped around that. I think as businesses get a little more sophisticated, as we've talked about, there's this asset efficiency concept. Which very few business owners, I think, uh, really understand. That. Right. We've talked with business owners, $1 million in revenue, $100 million in revenue, who still don't quite get that this asset efficiency is so important, especially as the business gets bigger, especially as it gets more assets or becomes asset heavy. This one's even more important. Uh, things like, um, you know, w- working capital management, things like, uh, I mean, we start measuring things like ROA, return on assets, things like that. Those are, uh, those are all things that start to you know, play big roles. You get that right in maximizing the value of the business. And, and we'll get, Later, really tactical, and we'll even, sh- well, I'm sure we'll do an episode on some of the math behind right, that. Right. So, for the, you quantitative people. Yeah, and that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it, it comes back to those are all those quantitative things, quantitative aspects of businesses, business value, et cetera, et cetera. And, and yes, the quantitative aspects do matter um, mm. and, and they do impact. Mm. Uh, the ultimate valuation of your company. Mm-hmm, absolutely, and and so and I, and I know like the me of I don't know 10, 20 years ago would have laughed and when and, and not listened to this conversation because I was an engineer. You know anything soft and squishy it was like this is not for me. It's garbage. Uh, I, I know better now, but uh, it's still <laughs> I. I I know I, I understand why some people would say get get past this. And, how do I calculate my valuation? But even if we get asset efficiency in, which is good, there's still something that's very much missing. And that's what we're going to talk about today and for the next multiple episodes. And that's business architecture. Right. And that's, I haven't seen it taught in business school. When I was in business school, I got a great education. I, I really, you know, maybe they touched on this, but they didn't ever give me a framework for it. And this is really... Even if you get revenue growth, operating margin, asset efficiency, all really, really good, you could still have a business that just goes off its rails and doesn't succeed. Right. And it comes down to really putting that business architecture. And what do we mean by that? We mean, you know, what's the governance look like? What's What are the systems and processes behind it? Um, there are things like specific risks, company-specific risks that can pop up. Um, and culture, communication, right? What's the culture of the organization? Does everyone understand why they're there? Is this communicated or people properly incentivized? Um, all things that this view most of structure forces us to. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, w- I would call those more of those qualitative mm-hmm. aspects. So you've got, you've got the quantitative mm-hmm. numbers that are in the business and the efficiencies and things of that nature that are definitely measurable and are right there in your face. And then you have all these other qualitative aspects of the business. And it's, it's like, okay, well, um, is one, uh, is one, not really that important and and the and you really need to focus on the on the quantitative only um we would say no you have to you have to focus on both and that when you do focus on both those quantitative aspects and the qualitative aspects combined actually have an exponential impact Mm -hmm. 
on the valuation of the company because it inherently is getting to what is the risk within this company because the higher the risk, the greater the discount value to those quantitative numbers. Mm -hmm. So the more that we can lower the risk in the business through the qualitative control environment, mm -hmm. then the, the better quality the numbers become. 100%. And the better the value is for the for the company. Absolutely, absolutely. So that's what we're going to be talking about these next, I don't know, six episodes. We may do a couple episodes on certain ones. I don't know. Yes. Well, well, should we run through them? Sure, sure. So, so let's let's just do thirty seconds to a minute on each one because we know we're going to be taking twenty minutes on each one of these coming up. Um, so, Mvosta is mission, vision, and values is the V. Um, objectives, strategies, tactics, actions, M-V-O-S-T-A. Um, we just did, Eric, with you, an expanded focus on values. So when yeah. we get to the V, it's almost like V squared, vision and values. V squared. They're it very, is a v -squared. They're very uh, interrelated. Yeah. So um, I think in the upcoming episodes, we won't dive into values as much, not because they're not important, but because we just did a whole episode on them. And I think... Our plan is we've got so much content lined up we want to talk about, but we, we, we will in the near future probably do an expanded version. So Eric covered the – you covered the Veritas um, framework, um, value framework. Right, yes. which is a very good example of a value framework, right? Yes. That, um, and so it'd be, I think it would be really valuable to unpack that, you know, go through each one in an expanded format sure, coming up. Sure. So so we'll do that, folks. So that's why you're going to hear in the next episodes, mission, vision, objective, strategies, tactics, actions. So let's do cliff notes on mission. <laughs> um, What's your why? There you go. Done. <laughs> <laughs> but that really almost is it, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, mission is... is um, the specific organization's purpose, right? We think of mission as something that's not accomplishable. It's a reason for being. Reason for being. Right? Um, so that's that's mission. Um, vision is, and, and a lot of people would confuse these. Maybe sometimes we confuse them. We shouldn't. <laughs> but uh, you'll hear people even they refer interchange to them, a lot interchange of with definitions. Yeah. I, I don't know that we need to all get all caught up in the semantics, but I think it's very, very important that we understand these the why, <laughs> and, yeah. we, and we understand what we're trying to do, right? And so right. the vision I think of is, uh, um, I really love, I've, I heard uh, it referred to a vision as a seductive uh, vision of the future, right? right? It's, it's you know, what is this really compelling thing that I want to go, that that while I'm living my why, what am I creating? What are, Yeah, what, what? <laughs> it's kind of the what versus the why. Exactly. And, yeah. it's, and it's such a grand scale that it's usually, it's like my life's work kind of stuff. Right. It's not what am I going to do in 2022. <laughs> it's right. what am I going to accomplish with my life right. while I'm living my, my mission. So, right. so that's the M and the V. Yeah. And we'll, we'll uh, it's super important. So we'll, we'll tackle those. Um, then comes objectives. Yeah, and I, I would say those are those three principal areas of, of focus for the organization that help that mission and vision come to life. Mm -hmm. Not 20, not 400, mm -hmm. but what, what are those three mission, critical, if you will, mm -hmm. uh, 
objectives uh, that can be defined that if, if, if we don't get these things accomplished in our business, we're not going to reach that vision or that mission. Right, right, absolutely. So super critical. And I guess I think of objectives as, as, as we go through MVOSTA. That's the first time we're starting to get a little bit objective. Yes. <laughs> right? So we're, we're starting to now say we're putting on paper yeah. a thing along with maybe a date and, and an accountable person. Right. It's still a very long right. framework. And we, we, we talked about it before, I think, uh, in, in one of the other episodes about, about peeling back the onion. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's just you're, you're, you're going deeper and deeper into right. and, and you getting more, uh, more uh, detailed with that as you go. Absolutely. And then, then come strategies. And, and we've talked about this and we've, we've kind of delivered this different ways as we've done this. But um, the whole idea of what comes first, objectives or strategies. Yeah. And, and they're, because they're very interrelated because strategy yeah. becomes how you compete. Yeah. Starting to get into the how now. Yeah. And um, can you really define objectives before you, um, you know, the strategy? And I think we've talked about just you and I before about there may be a little bit of iteration yeah. between these two. Yes. Yes. Because as you, as one, one kind of feeds the other. And, and so there could be a refinement as you're going through those objectives. You might kind of start with those three key objectives, but then as you get into the strategies, those strategies may start to re-articulate or, or help you to redefine, if you will, those objectives in a more clear and concise way mm-hmm. so that they all fit together. Um, but at the end of the day, it, it's, it's all starting at that ultimate mission and, and vision and ensuring that everything that you do from that point forward are really flowing out of that mm-hmm. uh, and are not taking you off onto a tangent or, or another direction, if you will. That everything mm-hmm. has to flow back up mm-hmm. um, in that order. So, so, yeah, those strategies and objectives, they tend to just be married together to one mm-hmm. of them. And, and, and as you go through that process, one kind of redefines or helps define the other one. And I... I really like strategies, and and I think it's there's it's so important to cover, not because it's more important than mission and vision. It isn't, but because I see so many organizations just skip it, yeah. <laughs> right? And and I I see you know a lot of organizations will make a mission statement, right? Now whether they actually live it or not, that's a different thing. But yeah, they at least make an attempt. Yeah, right? and then so many organizations are really, really good at like just mapping out tactics and actions. Right, and they'll do it without the mission, vision, objective strategies, which often makes them be tactics and actions that are not creating value. Right, uh, but at least I see organizations make attempts at vision, tactics, actions. Yeah, yeah. I, no, no, I agree. You, 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 some, it's so often you see. Okay, all right, I got that. I got that why down. Now let's just get right to the details. Bob, you do this. Sally, you do that. Let's go. Exactly. Which needs to happen. But, and so, not but. And strategies, though, uh, you know, we were trying to find the quote earlier and I I couldn't exactly find it. But, right, when when we don't think about our strategies, we end up what we've heard people refer to as commodity hell. Right. Right. Where we end up not understanding how we're differentiated. We end up just... 
um, almost being like everyone else. Right. And what's our target customer? You know, how, you know, what is our product for that target customer? Those types of things. You know, the 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 strategic side of it. Yeah, we we just we just start we just start executing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and and it can lead to and why we say commodity hell is because in commodity hell. Our business is seen by the customer as a, as a commodity, as just another one of the folks out there delivering this exact same type thing. And people don't pay a premium for that. They pay the lowest price, price possible for that. Right. Which makes us, makes it very difficult for us to grow our businesses or operate our businesses or stay in business. And, and why is that? Getting back to the very beginning of our conversation today, it's because we end up in commodity hell. We are not creating the value for society that we could and so society doesn't pay for it <laughs> exactly. right? and exactly. it becomes a very stressful yeah pull your hair out kind of environment and life and yeah. so I well would, and i mean the fact that we've we've and we said we we would only spend a few minutes with it but we spent a lot of time now just discussing strategies it's it's because i think it's one of the most critical points that people fail on right to really Dig into that before they start executing. We just, we just, we, we, we take that ready, fire, aim right. approach. <laughs> yes. Um, oftentimes, um, because we're, you know, we just want to get something done. Uh, and, and so we, I think it'll be, we'll, we'll dive into it even in more detail in a separate session on strategies. But, uh, but it is a very, very important point. It's almost kind of like that linchpin, if you will, between, the ultimate vision and mission that you set mm-hmm. and getting it actually right. in place. It's, it's, it's the strategy side of things that really is the linchpin mm-hmm. that keeps you focused on doing the right tactics and actions. Absolutely. Which are the next, the last two components, which is really peeling the onion back and getting into the executional so, piece. So let's talk about those. And I know when we get to strategy, we will give specific frameworks. There's a lot there, right? Um, but then, and we've blown our minute on that one, haven't we? But, so, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. So let's, so tactics and actions, and I'm not, I'm not sending them together because they're one and the same. They aren't, but here's where we start to get very start to get quantitative it's like who's doing granular what? who's yeah. doing granular is maybe a better right yeah. exactly who's doing what and when right and how are we going to measure that yes and what's it including time frame those types of things exactly so we start talking about, so in that we're going to now make sure everything is smart it's time bound it's actionable there's accountability right um but we're only able to get our tactics and actions right once we get everything right up above MVOS. Exactly. Exactly. Otherwise, we come up with crazy tactics and actions that don't fit the strategy. Right. Um, and I mean, I've talked They're to organizations before. Tangents, shiny objects, you know, right. those types of things. And, and, you know, it's magic when I've talked to the organizations before who really get MVOS first. Now we can start getting very tactical but it's all—it's clear to everyone in the room when we are going down a path. Like, whoa, wait, this is not part of our strategy. This is not, right. a, and suddenly yeah. we start, we start right. seeing it for what it is. We just—we just thought of a gimmick, yeah, right. And yeah. and this is not yeah. this is not making our customer better yeah. off, not making us better off. It's a gimmick. Yeah, it's not. Let's exit. Yeah, I, I think oftentimes when it comes to the executional piece, it's as much helping you to decide what not to do. 
as much as what to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I think there's a lot of times that we get going down a path, an executional path where we start doing stuff just to have stuff done. And if it doesn't really put us in the position and, and, and make that mission and vision come alive, then why the heck are we doing it? Right. And, uh, and, and, and I think uh, for a lot of, of folks, I think for any employees, they want that because, you know, that's the last thing they want to do is go do something that doesn't mm-hmm. create value, mm-hmm. right? Um, or doesn't have a, a purpose or doesn't fit the mission of the company. It's not that it's a, it might be a good thing, but it may not be a good thing for this organization to take on right at this stage mm-hmm. of the game. Absolutely. And your, your comment on focus, I think, is so true. And uh, it makes me think of the quote um, Steve Jobs had. Where he said, "I'm, I'm going to I'm going to butcher it, but hopefully I'll at least get the essence out." Um, he says, "You know, many people think focus is all about um, what what to work on," and he says, "Focus is actually about what not to work, work on." Right? right? It's it's saying oftentimes a thousand no's. Right? There's so many shiny opportunities out there, right? And saying, "I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that." And we'll create the. We'll, we'll talk more about the framework when we get to that. But how do we know what I'm not going to do versus I'm going to do? But I mean, if someone like Steve Jobs, who built arguably the most valuable company on the planet, is all about, you can understand that focus is often about what not to do. Maybe we should, uh, when we're planning our businesses, <laughs> do something similar, right? Right. So, right. Uh, yeah. So there they are. There's, um, there's MVOSTA, um, M-V-O-S-T-A. And uh, I'm really excited about unpacking these uh, individually as we go through. And so uh, I hope, hope folks, anyone listening is uh, gets a from our discussion today is getting a big, good big picture understanding. Yes. And hopefully we've created some interest in people in investing the time to go on a journey with us into each of these. Yes. Uh, I assure anyone listening that it is worth the time. It is worth every minute that you put in. If you can get really good at each of these, understanding them and applying them to your organization, the uh, the rewards will be just so much bigger <laughs> than the few hours you will invest in for, uh, for in, you in personally this. and for your organization. Absolutely. Okay, so with that, we'll wrap up and look forward to uh, seeing everyone in our expanded episodes on yes. this. All right.